Namaste and welcome. Welcome back to the Wisdom for Women from Yoga and Ayurveda podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Allen, and this is episode 13. This episode is in celebration of my one year long COVID anniversary and about what I have learned over the past year. Now, I know not everyone here in this um, listenership has had COVID and or long COVID, but I think this episode is important because we all face adversity. We all face illnesses. We all face setbacks. And during these times, it's a powerful time to learn more about ourselves. So whether you have had long COVID or not, Maybe you've been diagnosed with a chronic illness, or maybe you've had a major life change like getting married or getting divorced, having a child. Maybe you've had another type of life-altering circumstance like finding out your child is autistic, raising an autistic child. So this episode is really for anyone and everyone who has experienced adversity, setback, major life change because what all those things have in common is identity evolution. During these times, we have to let go of former versions of ourselves and step into the new version. So this podcast episode will be about what I learned during this identity evolution process. First, a little bit about the backstory. I've had a lot of time to reflect and contemplate over the last year. And even though I was uh, infected with the COVID virus in July of 2022, upon further reflection, I realized I've been sick since early 2020. In late uh, 2019, I had an acute illness. I thought I had a bad case of the flu. Um, And for the next four or five or six months, I kind of cycled in and out of this on again, off again, flu-like symptoms, body aches, um, sinus issues. And I really didn't know what it was. Like it just kept coming and going in waves. Uh, I also would wake up in the middle of the night in full-blown panic attack mode. What I now know is uh, an adrenaline surge. The very first one of those landed me in the emergency room in the middle of the night. I literally thought I was having a heart attack and dying. Um, But that was the beginning of my dysautonomia journey. I just didn't know at the time what I was dealing with. You know, I didn't know I was dealing with a post-viral, likely COVID, post-viral illness since the beginning of 2020. As I already mentioned, in July of 2022, I got covid Um, I was acutely sick for several weeks. I did receive a positive COVID test at that time. And over the last year, I've dealt with long COVID symptoms, anything from brain fog to debilitating fatigue to difficulty breathing and shortness of breath to heart palpitations and troubles with my blood pressure and heart rate, dysautonomia, POTS, and ME-CSF. So... What did I learn? What have I learned? You know, I'm still learning, but what have I learned during this time? 
and I have about six things I'd like to highlight, seven things I'd like to highlight. And the first one is that illness and chronic illness involves identity evolution. For better or for worse, I am not the same person I was in early July of 2022 or even at the end of 2019. I am no longer that person due to my illness. And what I've had to do is I've had to continue to release and shed and let go of so much of my identity, so much of what my ego identified as me. Uh, Once upon a time, I was a hiking guide at Grand Canyon, and I hiked, you know, four, five, six miles a day, taking people from all over the world along the edge and down into the canyon. And I really identified as someone who was fit and strong and vital and able to lead and able to guide people. Um in that way. And I I had to let go of that. Like I no longer am able to do that kind of physical activity. And I'm certainly not able to guide others in that type of activity. And that's okay. And that's okay. But it was a long and painful process of releasing that identity. And that's just one, one example of many things that I've had to release, to shed, to let go of over the last year. And that's really, it's really difficult and can be really painful to go through that process. The second thing I learned or am learning is healing is not linear. (laughs) Let me say that again for those in the back. Healing is not linear. Um, my healing journey and many others in the long COVID community, it's not like I, you get better and then better and then better and then better. It's, it's rather like a spiral, right? We think we're kind of done with heart palpitations and then we circle back through that phase, right? Um, it's kind of like when I was first, um, learning to become a mother of someone on the autism spectrum. His efforts learning style, my son's learning style was not linear. One day he would have language and speech for something and the other day, the next day he would not. It was like it, it had vanished, it was gone. And um, it was so troubling and per- perplexing to me. And I think many in the, from any kind of chronic illness, any kind of illness, we expect the healing to be linear. Each and every day, it will get better. And what I have learned is healing is not linear. Um, It's always evolving and unraveling, right? It's a lot of it's about how we choose to experience the spiral-like journey of healing. So number two, healing is not linear. Number three, I'm actually kind of ashamed to admit this one. This one does bring up some shame. Um, I had to confront my own ableism. The part I have played in ableism, how I have acted in an ableist way throughout my life. You know, I definitely grew up in a paradigm where my worth was directly related to my productivity and what I was able to do and contribute, and mostly physically. 
With long COVID, there are many things I can no longer do. But what I've learned is just because I do less does not mean I am less. Just because I do less does not mean I am less. And um, I really just want to apologize for anyone in my lifetime where I have um, been ableist, where I have disregarded or disrespected someone based on their ability to do something physically. So that was number three. I had to confront my ableism. Number four, hmm, I have had to slow down, pause, rest, and even hard stop during this process. Um, early in 2022, I real, 2020, excuse me, after I was first sick, I realized the energy in which I was living and had been living for decades was no longer sustainable. This never-ending cycle of create and do more and produce, it was, it was no longer an option for me. And that's when I began, started to, I began to start talking about this idea of radical rest. Um, resting as a radical act, as an act that says, no, no more. I'm not going to be a part of this toxic productivity machine. I, I am not a machine. I'm a human being. I will lie down and rest. And um, over the past year, as I kind of dropped into another dip of um, healing, I was forced to honor this sacred pause. I had to take time to rest, reflect, and reorient. Throughout my life, I was given many opportunities to stop, to rest, reflect, and I did not take them. Never did I take them. I remember having um, Everett in 2001. And my husband literally took off two weeks from work. And this is not any um, shade against him. I didn't think I needed him to take off any more time. I thought I could do it. you know. And I had Everett um, via C-section. So it was a very intense physical birth. And I thought two weeks was enough. You know, I didn't even honor, I didn't even know you could pause and honor that slowing down and resting. So I have had to, you know, I've had many opportunities, like I said, and this time there was no other option except to heed the call of rest. I had to walk the talk and it's been a very humbling process. Okay, number five, I've had to confront my fears around mortality like my own mortality. I've had to stare that in the face and um, really understand, you know, this idea of mortality. I have deepened my bhakti practice, um, bhakti yoga, and I have embraced this philosophy of reincarnation. Like we are spirit souls inhabiting this body in this lifetime. We are not our bodies. Yet this body allows us to move through this lifetime. Right, this body will die, but my soul will live on. Um, so number five, I've had to confront my fears around mortality. <clears throat> number six, long COVID has really been an opportunity to get to know myself more deeply, to confront my shadows, to um, to look at my traumas and my wounding. You know, 
that's a lot what has been happening for me, 2020, 21, 22, and 23. Um, I know myself so much more today than I did four years ago. You know, I've had to acknowledge tendencies about myself, my tendency to push, my tendency to need to prove, right? I was even trying to prove my illness to those around me, right? I have this detrimental need to be understood. Many will not understand us, right? And I'm okay with that. Sorry, that's Roxy. Um, In all honesty, I've lived with chronic illness most of my life. I mean, starting with endometriosis all the way back to age 15. I have been overriding my body and its need to rest. I have been pushing and forcing. Um, And it's been such a beautiful process to soften to surrender and to allow healing to happen. Like our bodies are made to heal. They, they, they are here to heal us. And so um, that has been a beautiful opportunity with long COVID is to get to know myself more deeply. Number seven and lastly, what I've learned during this year is nature and yoga are my biggest healers. They always have been. Nature and yoga are my biggest healers. Um, I have experienced so much healing through nature wisdom practices. I have experienced so much healing um, through my yoga practice. And not only physical healing, but mental, emotional healing and nervous system healing and really deep soul healing. So if you are someone who is a conscious caregiver who is a holistic healer, a wisdom seeker, and you love nature and the outdoors. I want to invite you to join me in the um, Embody Yoga Collective. This is where I'm taking all the things I've learned over the last year and sharing them with you guys. Um, Sharing this practice of aligning our practice with the rhythms of nature, the time of day, the phases of the moon, the cycle of the seasons. This has been powerful healing for me. So if you believe yoga and nature are the way to heal ourselves, our communities, and our planet, this membership is for you. Or if you're curious to learn more about nature and its healing potential, I invite you to join me in the, in the Embodied Yoga Collective. Um, I will include a link below. Just to quick recap, here are the seven things I've learned. Chronic illness any kind of illness involves identity evolution. Healing is not linear. Um, I had to confront my own ableism. I had to slow down, pause, rest, and stop. I had to confront my own fears around mortality. I was able to, I was given a beautiful opportunity actually to get to know myself more deeply. And I've come out of this, or I'm still in it, but I have really embraced that nature and yoga are my biggest healers. So I invite you to join me in the Embodied Yoga Collective. It's a beautiful space where women come together to practice yoga and to align with the rhythms of nature. So again, a link for that will be in the show notes. Until next time, I see you. I appreciate you. And I love you.